Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 17th of January 2022. It's Gary here again and we are at long last back in game week with our beloved team returning to the pitch to get our quest for 56 firmly back up and running. The winter break seemed so long this time for, for some reason to me anyway and not just because it was brought forward, I think mostly because it spanned the, the week before Christmas instead of, of starting on the 2nd of January, that might be the reason. Either way, it is great to have Rangers back in action to give us all something to look forward to again. And just in time for the games returning this week, it was also a bit of a busy week on the Rangers news front too. So before we get to that though, I did want to thank Rangers Supporters Club of Calgary member James Armstrong for giving me a bit of a pointer on my butchered pronunciation of Clackamas United during last week's pod. That's, of course, the Soccer Academy's newest partner that I mentioned last week. So, for the avoidance of doubt, they are called Clackamas United. Not whatever it was I said last week, so I'm very glad that James pointed that out by sending me a YouTube clip of how to pronounce it. I'm glad we could get that organised. Thank you, James, and thanks for listening. On to our game segment for this week. As I said, we're back in action at long last. And as I, as I was discussing last week, we, we, we are actually indeed back to full capacity crowds in the stadiums, which I have to admit is a wee bit of a surprise for me, but a pleasant surprise, of course. I had mentioned that having the atmosphere, having the team back first and foremost was a priority. Having the fans back would be a second priority of that, just to add to the atmosphere and the, the occasion as well. So as I say, a very pleasant surprise to have them back so quickly. So whatever, you know, Omicron transmission evidence or general lobbying the footballing authorities did to get us back to full capacity so soon has worked a treat and that's where we're at. So this week we have two different games in two different competitions starting with tomorrow's away league game at Aberdeen and that's on Tuesday January the 18th with a 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's a 7.45 UK kickoff. And the last time we played Aberdeen, you might remember, that was the absolute stink bomb of the 2-2 draw at Ibrox where we were 2-0 down in 16 minutes. And although we made it 2-1 on 20 minutes to, to make the game a bit more interesting and hopefully swing it back in our favour, the whole game just fell flat and, and felt very off as well. Thankfully, Captain Fantastic James Tavernier slotted home the equaliser from the penalty spot on the 81st minute to give us the draw. And that was just around the time that the team was continuing our stutter fest of good, then mediocre, then rank rotten, then great performances. And of course, not long before the, the previous manager left as well. So quite simply, around that time, you just didn't know what you were going to get from the team. On one hand, that's kind of exciting, but on the other hand, it's infuriating because we all want and craved a little bit more consistency from the team at the time. So to Petodri we go tomorrow night and I have a feeling this game is going to be a cracker. And as, as one of those games... Our nearest rivals' support will be glued to their tellies, desperately hoping that, that we drop points, uh, all the more so after they 
managed to pick up uh, a victory at home today to close the gap to three points. And they also have a goal difference that's three goals better off than we are as well. So not that the game was not important, but it's all the more important to continue and maintain that six-point gap that we worked hard to enjoy. So as I say, most games, but especially true for games against teams that are really up for up the game when they play us, which Aberdeen absolutely fall into that category. As I've said before, if we show up and man for man put in a solid seven or eight out of ten in terms of performance levels all over the pitch, we win the game. It's as simple as that. It's all the anomalies and funky in-game things that can really scupper us. But after what happened to Ibrox, we really want to put this mob to, to the sword and put them firmly in their place and, and get back on track and, and give Giovanni his 100% record another bit of a boost with a victory tomorrow. So that's the plan and, and a very critical game for us in terms of the league campaign overall. The second game is this Friday evening. Yeah, Friday night game. First in a, in a while we've had those. And that's January the 21st at home to Stirling Albion in the fourth round of the Scottish Cup. And I believe that's also a 2.45 Eastern Standard Time kickoff as well. I haven't written that down in my notes, so I'm kind of guessing. <laughs> but uh, I am absolutely sure that Stirling Albion are, are thoroughly delighted that we will be playing the game in front of a crowd as they will receive... Uh, most likely a season-defining, if not a decade-defining, 50% of the gate receipts from this game, as is the rules in the Scottish Cup as well. And with the Rangers fans being starved of competitive football for what seems like an eternity, as I've been talking about, I'm sure the Bears are going to come back in and, and, and droves and turn out big style and make it a bit of a bumper crowd, You know, maybe different to what it would have been had the game been played just at the normal time if the break had been when it was going to be. So I'm fairly sure we'll see a different team, of course, between tomorrow night and, and Friday night with some squad rotation in there to give some of the periphery players a bit of an important game time as we as we ramp up for the second half of the season. But, you know, obviously we want to get into the next round of the Cup and I'm sure we will and see what that brings us. So... Two victories this week will be very, very much appreciated. Looking a wee bit further ahead, have you happened to, to look at, at the fixture list for February and what February brings us? Not to discount the remaining January games against Livingston and Ross County after this week, but February is an absolute bumper month for us and, and will be ever so defining for us in terms of, of our league and, and European adventure for this season. We, we're going to play the East End crew, we're going to play Hearts, we're going to play Hibs, we're going to play the Borussia Dortmund twice, we're going to play Dundee United and we're going to play Motherwell, who must be shitting themselves that Cedric Itton is back <laughs> as well, I would imagine, because he just scores against them all the time. But that's... In February, that's seven games in 25 days for us in a jam-packed month, so I cannot wait for that. But again, not to discount the important games that we've got. Obviously, we don't want to fall prey to thinking and looking too far ahead. So we have four very important games in January, three in the league and one in the cup. And I'm sure Giovanni won't have the boys looking too far ahead and will keep us with the old mantra of one game at a time. Just on the off chance that this becomes material for us, I am going to continue to do the points per game ratio just in case. And as it stands right now, as it has for the last few weeks that I've started doing this, we have 2.55 to 55. 
points per game and that mob. Oh, actually, they probably have more now. I had it written here that they have 2.25, but they'll have more because of the win today. Anyway, who cares about them? We have 2.55. We're ahead of them, and we are flying, and long may that continue. I'll get my notes a wee bit more updated <laughs> for next time. For RTV, we've had a lot of activity on the, the RTV vouchers this past week, so thank you very much to every club who got in touch with us to request the individual vouchers in advance. We actually ran out of vouchers twice this past week and had to request more from the folks over at the RTV um, headquarters, I guess you could say. But we now have what we need and I think all clubs are set up. Uh, thank you to Montreal for the absolute last gasp uh, oh, these vouchers don't work email that they sent us. Uh, I think it was just this morning. <laughs> like, I go on every week. Please don't wait till the last minute. Please don't wait till the last minute. But but the guys uh, just don't heed the warnings, I guess. But anyway, if you do have any last minute requests, if the vouchers you received aren't working for whatever reason, please don't hesitate to get in touch with Alan McWatt or myself directly and we will get you sorted. But please don't wait till kickoff tomorrow. We all want to enjoy the game. Also, on the RTV front, the our NASA treasurer, Alec Grant, has been sending out some emails today just to, to get folks caught up on their membership dues and their RTV fees for the first half of the season as well. So if you haven't seen those emails yet, please do look out for those so that we can get ourselves caught up on the collection of the monies and that we can get RTV paid for the first half of the season as well and of course any questions you have on any of that information please don't hesitate to reach out to Alec directly and he will steer you in the right direction. For shout outs I'd firstly like to congratulate and thank very much Jermaine Defoe for all he did for Rangers during his three year spell with us as you'll know Jermaine left the club last week there and like Nathan Patterson before him Jermaine left with absolute class and grace which seems to be a theme of what everyone apart from one particular person is doing these days when they're departing the club but I'm not going to get talking about that again and Defoe leaves us as a champion first and foremost having secured his place in history as a, an absolute contributor to our 55th title and his record was 32 goals in 74 appearances which is just a shade less than than one goal every second game probably one in every um, 75 minutes or something I can't remember exactly what I'd heard before and he also scored against the, the East End mob and netted you remember in our trophy day victory against Aberdeen back in May as well the guy is simply pure class through and through and I, and I couldn't be happier that he managed to get to fulfil his ambition to, to win the championship medal with us and he said on one of his social media posts the day that he left from the moment I arrived at Ibrox in January 2019. I was blown away by the sheer magnitude of Rangers Football Club. There are so many people to thank, from teammates, coaches and staff, to the fans who have given me so much love and support from the very first day. Winning my first ever league title last season was one of my career highlights, and making it 55 title wins at this football club makes it even more special. A season I will simply never forget and memories I will cherish forever. Rangers Football Club will forever hold a special place in my heart. Thank you for everything and good luck for the rest of the season. W-A-T-P. What a class operator. So great to see a person of his stature at our club as well and, and so happy that he managed to contribute and help us win what we won and, and of course help the other strikers and, and whomever else he interacted with in the dressing room as well. 
So thanks, Jermaine, and good luck in your future. I'm fairly sure he's not hanging up his boots just yet, even at the tender age of 39. With the pending Old Firm game being a midweek game, meaning that the Palomino pub here in Calgary will be open for regular business, meaning that we could get in to see it live with fellow Blue Noses and maybe have a wee alcoholic sensation or two at the same time. So if you are in or around the Calgary area and want to come and watch it with us, that's on February the 2nd, please let our secretary, Debbie Carey, know as soon as possible. She's also going to put a note out on the email list and, and we'll get some stuff out on social media as well. But Debbie can be reached at Secretary. RSCC secretary at gmail.com. Uh, we need to know the numbers so that we can reserve the tables and make sure that the pub can staff up and also, more importantly, ensure that we have our social distancing and COVID protocols all completely sorted out before we set foot in the door as well. I'm sure other clubs will be in the same vein of being able to get a nice decent kickoff time and a chance to get together. So I'm fairly certain that's going to be a Wednesday afternoon that I am taking off of work and hopefully we'll get a chance to go down to the Palomino and enjoy it with the Bears that we've we've not had a chance to get together with this last wee while. For our convention update this week, I'll start again with my countdown. And the countdown says that we have 135 days from now until the first official event of the 2022 convention. As I said last week, before we even know it, it's going to be double figures and and the, the anticipation and the, the adrenaline is going to kick in big time. As far as the update goes, it's very, very similar to the last couple of weeks. The two, two excursions are still for sale by the host club and that's the, the VIP party boat on Thursday, June 2nd and the best day ever tour, which is Friday, June 3rd. And I know that both are selling very, very well. I believe maybe that the party boat might already be sold out and they're thinking maybe about adding a second boat into that as well. For the other events, particularly the golf and football, as I mentioned last week, we're pretty much ready to get going on them, but we're going to just hold off for another week or so here and see what's what with this um, stupid... Omicron variant that we're living under right now and also as I mentioned last week we're, we're just basically being a little bit prudent on the logistics so that we we know that when they go on sale we are gung-ho and full steam ahead to get everything organised and give everyone a bit of understanding of what their itinerary is going to look like when they get there but quite simply with the grounds opening back up in Scotland and you know after only just what a few weeks of lockout or the winter break you know coinciding with each other I'm taking that as the most positive sign yet that normalcy is on its way and we'll get down to the absolute nitty gritty of planning and communicating at some point over the next week or so and until the event itself. And that's when the really exciting stuff starts as well. On the 2023 convention, we have a, a further draft contract in play for the hotel. We have to get back to them tomorrow and with our comments on their comments and then hopefully we'll get we'll get that pushed on and give us something to announce hopefully next week here I, I would be surprised if it's not but you, know, you never know how these things go at the last minute just one more regular plug for our convention frequently asked questions document that I talk about every single week go to the NARSA page on the NARSA website the NARSA convention page sorry on the NARSA website and you'll get all your questions answered there on the communication front for this week, lots of, lots of happenings on the player front with the, the confirmation, as I mentioned earlier there, that Cedric Itten is, has been recalled from his loan spell in the German Bundesliga. I was going to 
I'm actually, oh, I guess I'm going to have to read it out here. I was going to mention the team right now, but I'm fairly certain I'm going to butcher it. But I'm just about to read what the article on the website says. And it's got the name in there. So forgive me in advance, James. I look forward to you uh, correcting me on this one again. On the article on the website, said, I'm just going to read it out because it's a very short article instead of providing the link to it. Rangers can today announce that Cedric Itten has been recalled uh, to the club from German Bundesliga club Grüter Firth. Let's just say that's what they're called. The 25-year-old scored twice in 12 appearances in Germany, including against Bayern Munich, whilst also earning a recall to the Switzerland national team. He featured in the Swiss matches against Northern Ireland and Lithuania and scored in their victory over Bulgaria in November. His first season at Ibrox last season saw him net seven times in 37 appearances. Sporting director Ross Wilson said Gio was aware of Cedric's profile as a player prior to the confirmation of his appointment as Rangers manager. In recent weeks, we have discussed the possibility of bringing Cedric back into the group and following a chat with him at the weekend, we've done just that. Clearly, Cedric knows the club well, what knows what winning here feels like and joins a squad that he is already a popular member of. So this is really going to help us understand quite how effective the loan system can be for our players. And with Jermaine Defoe exiting and there not being a whole hell of a lot of sniffing around our strike force during this transfer window to date, it makes sense that we have him return at least for appropriate cover and, and see how all of his experience has benefited him, which of course we hope will become the benefit of Rangers and the player himself. So we'll see... But all the very best to, to Cedric on his return. There was, if you've seen the the manager's press conference today in preparation for tomorrow's Aberdeen game, they did ask him about Cedric Itton and, and how he returned. And, for example, Nico Katic didn't return. And he explained it very well by saying Cedric wasn't playing as regularly as, as Nico is. Nico is playing week in, week out and contributing to the team and doing well, which I'll get to in just a wee second here. Um, but, you know, it's very different for Cedric. If he, There's no point in him sitting on the bench over there. It's supposed to be for, for game time. So he comes back and hopefully comes back fit, healthy and fresh and raring to go. Another player news, Rangers also confirmed the pre-contract signing of John Suter from Hearts. The speculation on this one was growing from about, I don't know, mid, mid, late December as to, to where he would end up and when it became clear that he wasn't going to sign a new contract with Hearts. And we were in the running at that particular time. And I'm glad that we have this one over the line and it's, of course, great to have uh, a Scottish international in our ranks. Again, my, my understanding is that John is from a very staunch Rangers family and his mum is a season ticket holder at Ibrook, so he's obviously most certainly from very good stock. And I guess time will tell, you know, as the month, where are we at here, the 17th, as to whether we're going to do a Glenn Kamara and get him in early or it's more of a Jordan Jones and he waits until the end of the season. We know how both of those players worked out longer term for us. So if getting him in early gives him a better chance of seizing his chance at our wonderful club, then let's see if we can do what we need to do to make that happen. So now with James Sands joining us last week, or I guess maybe just over a week ago, and now Suter signing a pre-contract, it does look like the club are making strong moves to ensure that the defence in the centre-back position specifically has enough cover. So I'm not 100% sure what that does mean for Nico Katic in terms of his long-term future at the club. Nico, of course, is on loan at Hajduk Split in his, in his homeland of, of Croatia. I, I, I don't know how he's playing 
you know, in terms of the performances, but he is playing. And and the team are five points off the, the first place after 19 games with a game in hand. So, so that's they're doing fairly well um, in, in that regard. So hopefully he is playing his part. Hopefully he is getting more game time, strengthening himself up after that injury he had a couple of years ago. And I, I personally really hope he comes back. I, I like Nico. I know a lot of people that do like Nico as well. And it would be... It wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad gamble to give him a chance to come back and cement his place, especially if we have a departure at the at centre back slots with maybe Goldson and, and Balligan looking a little bit iffy in that in that score as well. Last Thursday I was fortunate enough to attend an exclusive MyJers webinar session with Fashion Sakala. And this is one of the real perks that you get that's open to MyJers members. And I was delighted to be one of the over, I think there was about over 800 Blue Noses in attendance on the just less than 30 minute call. Nick Thompson from Rangers TV was the interviewer and Fashion himself was just a typical delight throughout the whole session. You can tell that he's just a thoroughly decent guy whose, whose whole life and mantra is all about displaying respect discipline and love and I know that because that's exactly what he said towards the end of the the call the questions were kind of softball just what's your favorite part of the city how were you welcomed what was it like in isolation you know are you happy with your progress things like that and it was fun and it was light and it was it was entertaining so if you are a MyJers member and didn't get to attend this one keep an eye out as I'm sure they're going to be doing more stuff like this in the future and if you're not a MyJers member yet, then by all means go and check it out and see if it's for you because there's lots of cool things like this that they do. Friends of NARSA, Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, had a very welcome podder return to their pod lineups last week with our friend Cammy Bell returning after a self-imposed exile. After being singled out by those stupidies at the Daily Record for some historical offensive tweets from, from quite some time ago, at the time, the record, and I talked about this, I can't even remember when it was now, but at the time, the record thought they were being stealth and clever and, and attacking David Edgar and, and all of the heart and hand community, and it completely backfired quite spectacularly to the point that people lost their jobs and the real ringleaders were severely censured as well, so... However, at the time to ensure that he protected himself, his family and and the heart and hand community, Cammy took a well-earned break away from podding and also completed you know, whatever type of training he felt he needed to ensure that he wouldn't get himself involved in anything like that again. So I, I tuned in to the, the daily update on Wednesday. They do a daily update on the Heart and Hand podcast if you're not familiar with it. And I tuned in last Wednesday and it was great to hear Cammy there with David. I didn't know that he was coming back. That was a real surprise. And I know now that at this very minute of recording right now, it's 6.50pm on Monday night. I do know for a fact that Cammy is lording it up down in none other than Las Vegas. And is planning also to spend some time with the Las Vegas Loyal Rangers Supporters Club boys and girls down there. So who knows what other trouble he's going to get. <laughs> he's going to get himself into while he's there. But if there's a place to do it, it's definitely Vegas. So welcome back, Cammy. You were missed, my friend. And it's so great to hear you back there. And please be careful down in Vegas because he's there for a week. 
I mentioned last week that friends of NASA, other friends of NASA, St. Phoenix, were launching their new EP, Happy Place, and it was supposed to be launched last Friday. So, unfortunately, that didn't happen due to some distribution logistic challenge, logistical challenges that they encountered that would have made the launch a wee bit less smooth than they hoped it to be. So, they decided to postpone the launch, and instead, it's now happening on the 28th of this month. So, a two week delay on that. So, if you listened, last week and thought I need to remember to get that EP when it's out <clears throat> and then you kind of forgot or you got busy or whatever, hopefully this is a good reminder that you should get on that and get it ordered. So good luck to, to Stevie and Al Jukes when the EP finally drops, which I think all the cool kids say and I'm sure it's going to be a success because the songs on it will be class. And finally, a huge congratulations to our very own manager and top striker, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Alfredo Morelos for picking up the Scottish Premiership Manager and Player of the Month Awards for December. As we all know, Giovanni has had a stunning start, quite stunning, to, to his tenure with us and he seems to have re rejuvenated Alfie big time at the same time with him scoring six goals during the new manager's tenure and four in the month of December alone. So well done to, to both men and long may this rich vein of form continue starting tomorrow night away to Aberdeen. So that will do it this week, my friends. I am very glad to be back providing somewhat regular game-related information on the pods. It's a bit torturous when, when there's no games to talk about in terms of content creation and reporting. As always, thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen and please do share it with anyone that you think might enjoy it. And until next week, please do take care. All the very best and here's to getting back to our six-point lead at the top of the table and progressing to the next round of the Scottish Cup. Take care, folks. Cheerio.